This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, October 28, 2016. I'm Caleb Brown. New premium hikes under the Affordable Care Act are shocking many Americans. In many cases, the premium increases now dwarf the promised premium decreases. Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says that's not even the worst part. Bill Clinton has apparently been vindicated by uh, Obamacare premium hikes that are, in many cases, providing coverage, uh, higher deductibles, and worse overall coverage. And it's not just that the premium hikes are validating what Bill Clinton said when he said that people are seeing their premiums double and their coverage cut in half. Yes, premiums are spiking, rising by 22 25% nationwide, which is something like six times the rate of wage growth. They are. You have states with average premiums, statewide average averages of as high as seventy six percent in Oklahoma, and lots of people are seeing increases of a hundred percent or more. The president promised back in two thousand ten that he would reduce family premiums by two thousand five hundred dollars. Yet in just one year, we're seeing premium increases that double or triple those proposed savings. So premiums are spiking. There are premium subsidies available. They're available to fewer than half of the people who are in this market. And that's not even the worst part. The worst part is the other half of what Bill Clinton said. He said that people are seeing their coverage cut in half. The health plans that are available through Obamacare's exchanges are increasingly provide increasingly lousy coverage to sick people. And the reason for that is because Obamacare didn't end discrimination against people with pre-existing conditions. It practically mandates discrimination against people with pre-existing conditions in the following way. Suppose that uh, healthy enrollees cost $4,000 to insure, and enro- enrollees with cystic fibrosis cost $400,000 to insure. Obamacare says to them, Obamacare says, we're eliminating discrimination on the basis of pre-existing conditions because we're telling insurance companies that they have to charge those two groups the same premium. But that doesn't, that's, that's a price ceiling on the, insurance, uh, on, on the insurance premiums for cystic fibrosis patients. But that price ceiling doesn't repeal the laws of economics. All that Obamacare has done, if that, if that average, weighted average premium is $10,000, all Obamacare has done is created a $390,000 incentive for insurance companies to offer the worst cystic fibrosis coverage. Because anyone, any insurance company that's caught offering the best coverage for CF patients is going to attract all of those patients, and they're going to buckle under the weight of those $390,000 liabilities. And meanwhile, an insurance company that provides lousy coverage for cystic fibrosis patients is going to repel all of those patients and be able to lower their premiums. So they'll attract all of the healthy folks who, uh, on whom they'll make about $6,000 each. And insurance companies are getting the message. The, the ones that are succeeding in Obamacare's exchanges are the ones that offer the thinnest coverage that's, that's unattractive, that's most unattractive to sick patients. The ones that are being driven out of the market are the ones that offer 
coverage that sick patients actually like. And so we've seen this proliferation of narrow networks of, of high cost sharing, uh, high deductibles and co-insurance, high cost sharing, especially for expensive specialty drugs and tighter utilization controls on those specialty drugs, uh, all of which and many other insurance plan features that just drive sick people crazy, but healthy people don't care about them. In fact, they like them because they reduce premiums. The insurance companies that, that, that didn't get the message early on, they've been driven out of the market. And now, and it's just going to get worse because now all of the high cost patients that were in those plans are going to find the most uh, uh, comprehensive insurance remaining. They're all going to gravitate toward those plans. And then those insurers are going to see all sorts of losses, and then they're going to be driven out of the market, and the coverage is going to get progressively worse. Obamacare for people with pre existing conditions is a lifeboat that keeps getting smaller every year. And the folks who wrote this law knew that these are the incentives that they were creating because they created mechanisms that, are gonna, that try to take resources from the health plans that attract lots of healthy people and give them to the health plans that enroll lots of sick people. But even they admit that those mechanisms are not working, and we're seeing this race to the bottom in coverage. So that's actually the, the, the more frightening part of what Bill Clinton said. The coverage is getting worse. It's going to keep getting worse until Congress repeals Obamacare. So how do, if you're, a, a, you know, let's say a family of three that has seen their, their premiums go way up, what recourse do you have? Right now, almost none. I mean, they can... Um, Try to, you know, they can shop around for a lower cost plan on the exchanges. They'll find that the reason those plans are lower cost is because the deductibles are so high. And I'm not opposed to high deductibles, but a lot of people are and are being overcharged for very thin coverage, for, for very uh, high deductible coverage. I know some people who are deciding not to purchase insurance at all. And, um, uh, and uh, I'm not advocating that approach, but I will say that Obamacare has made that safer than ever. Because Obamacare, at the same time, it jacks up premiums for healthy people. It tells them, you know what, if you wait until you're sick, the insurance company can't turn you down or charge you more than anyone else. And you might not even have to wait until January 1st of the next coverage year. You might be able to enroll in Obamacare immediately if you or a family member gets sick through a special enrollment period. And so it is now safer for some people, for, for a lot of people. Uh, to make that decision. The problem, again, is that the coverage is going to be much thinner than they could have gotten in the market before Obamacare. And it's going to get progressively thinner as time goes on, so that when they do buy coverage, it's still going to be lousy coverage. How do you unwind what Obamacare has done with respect to premiums? If there are people who are leaving certain insurance markets, it it seems like it would take a while for them to re-enter those markets, even in the face of repeal. Uh, it, it really won't, because if you repeal Obamacare, what happens is the vast majority of people in uh, in the exchanges uh, and outside the exchanges and the people who are um, just not purchasing insurance because they find it too expensive, premiums for, for those people, the vast majority of those people are going to fall, because they're not going to have to pay the hidden taxes implicit in this price control scheme we call community rating. They're not going to have to buy all the essential health benefits that the, um, uh, that the Affordable Care Act requires them to buy. And... So a lot more people are going to be able to afford insurance, and we're going to see a lot more innovative products in the insurance market, including um, one called pre-existing conditions insurance that came uh, on the scene 
right as Congress was debating Obamacare and and uh, and and that Obamacare has basically banished from the marketplace, that provides uh, protection against your insurance premiums increasing uh, because you develop an expensive illness at 20% of the cost of an insurance plan. So instead of paying $5,000 for insurance, you can insure against the risk of your premiums going up because of a pre-existing condition for just $1,000 a year. And more people would be able to afford that product and get long-term protection against the cost of illness that way. Uh, there's all, there will be, in the transition, a lot of people who have expensive pre-existing conditions and won't be able to afford coverage in a liberalized marketplace where the insurance companies can charge you higher premiums because you're higher risk. For those people, if only as a political matter, there's going to have to be some sort of a safety net, uh, maybe a, maybe state by state high risk pools. But uh, and critics do have criticisms of high risk pools, but they are going to be much smaller and more affordable than Obamacare is for taxpayers, and therefore they're going to be more economically and politically sustainable than Obamacare is. Michael Cannon directs the Cato Institute's Health Policy Studies. Subscribe to this podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and with Cato's iOS app. And follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.